You've got a vision, you've got an idea, you have a business, but you can't seem to move forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible. The show that empowers you to believe, conceive, and achieve your goals. We are your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman. We are business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, wealth strategists, television producers, and content creators who have negotiated multi-million dollar deals. We'll teach you the secret formula to success. Learn how to make your daydream your day job. Find out more at visionpossible.net. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take your business and scale it to the next level. Get ready to transform your life by making your vision possible. Welcome to Vision Possible. Butch Hartman here. We are so glad you're here, visionaries. You are a visionary and you need to be at a place like this because this is the place where we do our best to help you make your daydream your day job. It is all about vision here and Vision Possible, obviously, and how you get that vision out of your heart, out of your head, and into the marketplace. I'm so excited you guys are here. This is going to be fun. Uh, today we're talking about some really cool stuff that I love talking about. I know a lot of you who watch my uh, portion of these teachings here on this channel. I know a lot of you are interested in what I have to say as far as um, animation goes, uh, entertainment, that sort of thing, storytelling. Before I do that, though, I just want to encourage you to listen to the rest of our teachers here on Vision Possible. We have uh, Carly Hartman, who is an expert on social media marketing. She's my daughter. Um, but just because she's my daughter doesn't mean she needs to be on this channel. She's on the channel because she has very valuable information to share with you. So check her out. It's wonderful how to market your vision. Having a vision is one thing, but learning how to market it is an entirely different thing. And then um, we also have um, Nathaniel Spears, who is an amazing uh, teacher about leadership and uh, business building. He's already started um, several uh, successful nonprofits and had some great, great businesses already under his belt. He's really someone you should listen to. Uh, my wife, Julianne, who is an amazing encourager. She's been an amazing encourager for me. She's an incredible um, business woman. She knows how to manage finances. She knows how to do uh, all kinds of things as far as producing shows and um, raising a family, which is not easy in this day and age. So she's incredible. And then Ryan Haley, who is an expert on finance. You need to listen to him as well. So these teachings are really valuable. And if you want to just hear my stuff too, that's great. Happy to have you. But we want to give you a real good cross-section of um, excellent teaching and subjects here on Vision Possible. And so that's why we're here. So let's make your daydream your day job. And remember, you're a visionary. So let's get into what we're talking about today. Before we do, I'm going to take a little drink out of my Darth Vader cup here. It says, uh, now I am the master. I was from Star Wars a long time ago. Anyway, one of my favorite movies, though, which leads me to what I'm talking about. Mm. And that is <clears throat> writing for animation. I've already talked about it a couple times before this, but writing for animation. And this particular episode is about how to create a great character. I just referenced Darth Vader. And uh, Darth Vader was a character created for the original Star Wars movie back in 1977. Over, gosh, 40-something uh, years ago at the time of this recording. Uh, I'm recording this in 2021. 77, 87, 97, 2007, So 40, <clears throat> gosh, 44 years ago. Amazing. So can you create a character that can have that type of longevity? That's my question to you. Are you the kind of storyteller that can create a character that can last 44 years. And we know Darth Vader is going to last another 144 years because it's such a rich character and um, it's such a, a memorable character. And what's interesting about Darth Vader, and I'm just using him as an example, but a, a character like Darth Vader, 
He doesn't really have that much dialogue in the Star Wars movies. Yes, he does have dialogue. He does speak. And we get to know him a little bit. But we didn't really get to know him that well um, in the first three movies of uh, the first Star Wars trilogy. And the fact that that's a character that can last so long because he's so beloved is a real testament to the writing of that character, the performing of that character, and the story of that character. Everything on my wall, everything here is a superhero or a cartoon character uh, that either I've created or someone else has created. And um, this is just a small portion of what I have in my, you know, world when I do my, uh, my, um, my, you know, my, my work and everything. I do a lot of animation, obviously. I do a lot of writing. And I'm inspired by not only the stuff you know, I'm inspired by my own stuff, yes, but I mean, I've created that stuff, but I'm inspired by the work of other people. I'm, I'm inspired by the creation of other characters, incredible characters, you know, and um, I, I'm encouraging you right now, as you're listening to this, you might already have a character you're trying to create. Uh, and when it comes to writing for animation, it doesn't matter how well you can write, it doesn't matter how well you can spell or turn a phrase or construct a story, those things are all important. Don't get me wrong. People well, people begin to understand very quickly how hard writing is when they start doing it because there's so many factors involved. You know, it's it's not just having the proper script program and the proper computer and all this other stuff. It's having uh, an idea. It's having an idea. It's having a grasp on that idea. It's having an idea that um, has legs, as we as we say, meaning it, it can keep going, it can keep walking for a long time. Like right here, there's a picture of Superman right here. That's Superman. And um, I drew that picture because I'm just a huge Superman fan. But Superman has been around for, gosh, since the 1930s. So that's over 80 years. And you know Superman's going to keep going too. Mickey Mouse is another one. Uh, you know, Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny, Fred Flintstone. Uh, all these characters that are very endearing, that last a long time. Scooby-Doo. They've been making new Scooby-Doo cartoons forever. And why is that? Why? And Scooby-Doo, all he does is go, uh-oh, and uh, all he does. He doesn't really say much, but there's a charm to that character. And the stories around that character and the characters around that character really make for an endearing and lovable uh, character. And an experience when you watch it. Because the way, uh, there's a word I'm going to use here with uh, when it comes to character creation. And that word is connection. The word is connection, write it down. When you uh, are creating a character of any kind, whether it's animated or live action, you've got to get a connection to the audience through that character. You know, I'll give you an example, uh, Marty McFly and Back to the Future. I use Back to the Future references a lot in my videos because it was one of my favorite movies, but it was one of my favorite movies because it was written so well. And the character of Marty McFly as a young boy, I saw it when I was in my 20s. I saw it like when I was 20 years old. Marty's like 18 in the movie. So I could really relate to Marty because he was an 18 year old kid in 1985 and I was 20. So I was like, we were around the same age. And, but the story of that character, how he prevents his own parents from meeting and endangers his own existence. Everyone can relate to that. Like, wow, what if my parents hadn't met? It's something we could all, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of get into, you know, because we can all you know, really feel for that character because we probably have thought of that a few times in our life. Wow, what if this happened? What if my parents had never met? What would have become of me? You know, I, I, there would be no me, that sort of thing. So, and creating a character that can do something like that is very, very uh, wonderful. It's also very rare. You know, you might think, oh, there's, but it took all those characters behind you. There's a million characters that are endearing. Well, there are, but it took a lot of hard work 
by a lot of talented people to keep these characters going over the years and keep them endearing, you know, uh, and keep them uh, in people's hearts and people's minds. Yes, there's marketing and things like that. And really, has there been a hugely great Mickey Mouse cartoon in the last 10 or 15 years? I can't think of one. Maybe there has been. Uh, but my point is, they, they're they so endearing and people want to see them so much that they'll keep putting them on t-shirts and coffee mugs and, and shoes and all that sort of thing. SpongeBob's another one. Very endearing, very funny character that people want to see more of, you know, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking, you know, about characters that have, that are comedic as well as, as well as characters that are dramatic. You know, there's some great dramatic characters. Uh, I'll even point to like, you know, Indiana Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones is an action adventure movie, but that's a pretty dramatic story. Finding the Lost Ark, you know, and how, if, I, if I came to you and said, hey, I want to do a story about an archaeologist that finds the Lost Ark. What kind of character, and I know you've already probably seen Indiana Jones uh, and, and the, you know, and, and the Rings of the Lost Ark movies probably a million times, but let's say it's day one. The movies haven't been made. No one's ever heard of those movies before. And I, I want to create a, a show about an archaeologist who finds the Lost Ark of the Covenant. That sounds like one of the most boring stories I could ever think of. But if, if, again, I know you've already seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, but take all that out. An archaeologist? How do you make an archaeologist exciting? <laughs> how do you make, you know, how do you make an archaeologist anything but super boring? When I first picture an archaeologist, this is no offense to archaeologists out there. I'm sure there are some very cool very hip and trendy, way more trendy than me, archaeologists. But what I mean is, you know, when you first think of like an archaeologist, you think of a scientist, you think of a professor, you think of glasses, you think of, you know, kind of uh, like a, a book, a bookwormy type of a character. I, I'm sure that's what they were thinking when they first thought of the idea for Indiana Jones. But someone said, and there must have been somebody in the room, maybe it was George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. Wait a minute. What if this guy was like a, a almost like um, an action adventure hero? who could punch people in the face and had a gun and had a bullwhip and was super cool looking and, you know, muscular and action oriented. And then that was the archaeologist. What was a guy like that? Okay, that's cool. That's intriguing. You know, there's a way to take, um, I guess, a stereotype of a character. Like I just said, I thought of the scientist character. There's a way to take those stereotypes and twist them around and turn them around so they're not so uh, boring and everyday and so mundane. You know what I mean? I think that's a really cool... Uh, aspect of creating a character is taking something that people have already thought of, have already done, and how do you turn it on its head and make it something unique that people are going to want to watch? That's something as a writer and as a storyteller you've got to come up with. I can't sit here right now and give you a million ideas. I mean, I probably could, but I don't know what kind of character you're trying to create. And, you know, uh, I usually get the, the statement I normally get thrown at me is, I want to create a show. And I go, great, awesome, that's so cool. Um, and I'll say, what's it about? And most people will say, I don't know. <laughs> In fact, that's a pretty typical answer. I don't know. You know, what's the show about? I don't know. But I really like skateboarding. And I go, okay, well, maybe it should be about skateboarding. You know, what do, you know, uh, I, I always tell this to people. I say, you know, if you're creating a show or a character, what, what would you watch if no one had to tell you to watch it. What's the type of show you love? That's what you should make a show out of. You know, whatever it is. I don't know what it would be. It could be about uh, fish. It could be about, it could be about gorillas. It could be about hockey. It could be about outer space. I don't know, underwater. There you go. 
Uh, I just said gorilla fish hockey underwater. Boom, there's a show. Look at that. Boom, and space. We throw that in there. There's an idea for a show. No, my point is though, um, what is it about what you love that can be turned into a show? For example, if you love superheroes, you're not going to go make a show about gardening. You're just not going to do that because that's not going to excite you. You're not going to get up in the morning raring to go to go work on your show. When I was working at Nickelodeon, uh, creating, you know, working on Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and all my other shows, I couldn't wait to get to work in the morning. I couldn't wait. I was so excited because I was working on a show that I got to create and a show that I love with people that I love. And it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. And I want you to have experiences like that too. But it's not going to happen unless you create a great character. And by the way, is your character going to be great on day one? Probably not. It's probably just going to be, look, this is a 15-year-old kid who um, has a birthmark under his eye. And he, a small birthmark, you can't, you can barely, but people notice it was nothing big. And his name is Jimmy. And there's something interesting about Jimmy. It's like, oh, what's that? What could that be? So that's, it's, it's, it's adding those layers. You know, he's got the birthmark. Is that something special? Or just do we, do we know? Do we care? Does anyone care about that? Should, should it matter? That sort of thing. So um, do we... Uh, focus on Jimmy and, 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 and the birthmark thing? Or do we, is there maybe a special reason he got it? Like in Harry Potter, Harry Potter had a mark on his head like in the shape of a lightning bolt. Because I, I believe, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, forgive me, I don't know much about Harry Potter, but I believe Harry Potter got that mark on his head from a battle his parents had with a wizard or something. But there's a huge backstory with Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter starts out with this little kid under uh, who lives in a closet in his, in his, in his, in his relative's house He's kind of forgotten by the family, but then this owl comes, gives him an invitation to come to this magic school. Suddenly, special things begin to happen for Harry. You know, so, but why? And there's always like, you always have to ask yourself with the character, why? Why is this happening? So you want connection and why? When, you, when you're working on a character, it's like connection is one with the audience and a connection with yourself. And why? Why would anyone want to watch this character? Why does anyone care? Why? is like, I'll, I'll look, there's a picture over here of Spider-Man. You can't really see it, but it's right over there. There's a Spider-Man picture there. And, um, you know, Spider-Man is, is a character that I love. And I love him because he was, when I was a kid, he was a teenage kid who um, got these superpowers. And you're like, okay, he's got superpowers. But um, he's not rich and famous. He's got like problems. He can't pay his rent and he's always got to do homework. And he's dealing with stuff that we all deal with. Oh, and he's a superhero. And because of his arrogance at one point, he causes the death of his own uncle. And you're like, whoa, that's a lot of stuff. And that's a pretty powerful driving, you know, force for a character. Like, that's really interesting. You know, there's, you know, and, and that's, a, that's a thing uh, uh, we call tragedy. That's a tragic character where, there, where tragedy is what creates the character. And you can create a character like that, too. You know, Superman even, I keep using superhero references, but oh, well, that's why we're here. Uh, Superman was on a planet, he was born on a planet called Krypton that exploded and his parents sent him to Earth. And on Earth, he has superpowers because Earth is a different environment than his planet. So anyway, but uh, there's, and Batman, my gosh, he saw his parents murdered right in front of him. So that's a very huge thing. You know, that's his driving force is he's driven by almost like insanity because he saw his parents killed in front of him. He wants his parents back and he just is going after every criminal he can to, to, you know, quell that fire in his heart. So there's reasons why characters exist. There's reasons why they were created in the first place. And there's got to be reasons why we care about them, why we want to watch them. 
So if you're creating a character for animation, you've got to have those few tips in mind. Connection and why. Why am I watching this? Why is anybody watching this? You know, and, and, and connection. Can I connect with the audience? If you look at Buzz Lightyear uh, from, uh, from Toy Story, he connects with the audience because Buzz starts off not knowing that he's a toy. And then it's, it's, it's a crushing moment in Toy Story when he finds out that that's all he is is a toy. And he has to come to come to grips with the fact that that's what I am. I accept this. And then he embraces the fact that he's a toy. So um, it's a great character arc for Buzz Lightyear in that, in that movie. So, um, and Woody's there as a great character who's trying to convince Buzz, you're just a toy. There's nothing special about you. And Buzz doesn't believe it. And so I'm still talking about that right now. That movie was over 25 years ago. So again, it's creating those characters and those moments and those situations where your character can overcome a huge obstacle and become an amazing um, force in the story that you're trying to tell. So keep focused on, uh, when you're creating a character, keep focused on, again, the connection, the why, and the story that they're in. You know, it's one thing to draw a cool design of a character, to draw a cool drawing. Anyone can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. There's some amazing artists out there. But then when you become a real storyteller is when you can take that character, put them in a story that makes that character come alive. And why is that character alive? You know, why are we watching this character? Like with Fairly Odd Parents, I was able to create some characters that were able to connect with the audience. Cosmo, who is just the um, dumbest guy in the world, but a uh, super charming little heart. And, and his wife, Wanda, who um, is the voice of reason, you know? Why, um, why does anybody want to watch those characters? I, I, I think because they have a great relationship, relationship. Like, no matter what happens in their story, it always comes back to the fact they love each other. And uh, Wanda will always put up with Cosmo and teach him. And then Cosmo just has undying love for Wanda no matter what. So, uh, and it's funny with Cosmo. Like, here's an example. Like, with Cosmo, Cosmo didn't start off as the dumbest guy in the world. Uh, my original idea for Cosmo, he was kind of a slick used car salesman, sort of like Troy McClure on The Simpsons. I'm Troy McClure. You know, uh, that Phil Hartman character that I love. But I was sort of basing it on Troy McClure. And then when my voice actor came in to do the voice, he did it exactly like I wanted him to. And then as the show kept going, I, had the, I really had the luxury, too, of being able to do uh, stories with Cosmo over and over again. I mean, I got to do story after story after story. And so when you have that kind of luxury, when you have that kind of time, you have to develop the character a lot more. So uh, we just started making Cosmo just, he started up like this and then he sort of became this character that was just completely moronic. And um, we could always give the funny lines to Cosmo too, which was really fun. And uh, it came down to the fact that no matter what we did, um, Darren Norris, the guy who did the voice of Cosmo, who was just a genius voice actor, um, we, we, would, we could write any line for Cosmo and we just knew Darren would just do amazing. And we like Darren would just slay it. And uh, we knew that we really had landed on a great character when any line we gave him would just be so funny. So, uh, but those are some examples, guys, of how to create a great character, why you should uh, really focus on the why. You should really focus on the why of the character, the story of the character, and the, um, the connection of the character to the audience. Are you creating an animal character? Like, let's look at Rocket Raccoon. He connects with the audience. And he's just an anime. He's an he, he's an animated character in a live action movie. You know why do people like Rocket Raccoon? Why do they like Groot? All he says is "I am Groot." That's all he says. Yet Groot is one of the most popular characters in the world right now. So it's just crazy how these things happen. So all right, guys, uh, that's gonna do it for this um, 
this session, but um, we'll be talking more about writing and animation and about storytelling as well and about creating your own show. We're gonna get to those lessons as well. So hang in for those, okay? I'm so glad you're here. Remember, you are a visionary. You are a visionary and we wanna make your vision possible. Let's make your daydream your day job and don't forget to believe, conceive, and by doing those, you can achieve. You've been listening to Vision Possible. To get more information or to contact Butch and Julianne to schedule your private coaching session, go to visionpossible.net. That's visionpossible.net.